The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stellwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Shwethy Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Who out there got a Christmas puppy? <laughs> oh, that was always my dream growing up. It never happened. We look that in in England, they have this. You know, a puppy is for life, not just for Christmas. True. And what happens at Christmas? Everybody gets puppies. And then what happens in January and February? The shelters fill up because everyone's like, "What have I done? What have I done?" The puppy's not so cute anymore. It's a lot of work. And then they get relinquished to shelters. And unfortunately, you know, it happens all the time. Well, it's funny that you should say that because last podcast we asked people to, you know, send questions and what they want us to talk about. And we got a ton of emails of people asking about what do I do with this new puppy? And I guess maybe because it was the new year and a lot of people said, oh, I just got a new dog. What do I do? I need to train. And not of them. A lot of them, though, weren't even puppies. A lot of them were just older dogs that they rescued in shelters, and you know they brought in, started like a new year, a new life. And a couple were cute. They were just newlyweds and first Christmas together. And they're, you know, you get an animal first and give it a go and all that stuff. So that's probably a really good topic for today. I think so. Yeah. And a lot of what we're going to talk about is in the Ultimate Guide to Raising a Puppy, which is my new book. It came out in October 2019. So there's more detail there. Yes, and it's in the uh, being sold here on uh, wherever books are sold in the U.S., and it'll be available in the U.K. in the not-too-distant future. So I hope you buy that and enjoy. But I have, can I, can I tell you a little bit uh, quickly about the Malamois puppies? Yeah, do that. But, and let's start with puppies and then get into like an older dog yeah. at the home. Um, so. Which is also on your Instagram right. page, Victoria Stillwell. Yes, if you and, go to my Instagram, Victoria Stillwell, and you, you'll see some photographs of the Mal puppies. So Wonder Dogs, which is an organization that's a youth program organization down in South Atlanta. They rescue a lot of dogs and so this Malinois was fostered and actually has now been adopted by a wonderful friend of the organizations. And she is an amazing person. And she took the pregnant Malinois female that had been left outside a pet store and she took her in. And then Mama had puppies. Mm. And who was there to deliver the puppies? But me. You. I'm going on your And it, there were eight puppies, and I had to leave before seven and eight were born. But unfortunately, seven was incredibly weak, lasted a couple of days, but didn't make it. But, um, no, number seven, I should say. But seven puppies did survive, and now they are, gosh, nearly nine weeks old. And they, uh, most of them have homes and good homes to go to. But they're Malinois, so some of them are going to trainers that are working dog trainers. And Explain what a Malinois is if people don't know so it. So it's, it's, I guess another word, well, 
they're called them alligators because mm-hmm. they well they look like german shepherds right, right? like a belgium the belgium shepherd right so they look like german shepherds they are sleeker thinner lighter sleeker and faster and so they make excellent mm. working dogs especially police dogs and so you know these are working dogs but i was there when mama gave birth and she was I'm terrified of people terrified oh, but she right. was so trusting during that whole process and so i've seen these puppies grow up and now they're at the point where they are going to go to to great homes but they can't be adopted by just anybody because these are malinois and malinois are working dogs they are not for the first time dog owner they are hardcore and so that's why so many of them are used as police dogs but it was really good for me because i don't often get the chance to experience or or be with puppies before they're eight weeks old right so when i deal with puppies they're mostly in homes and they're eight weeks plus but to be around these pups to to help birth them and to be there as they're growing up has been a really wonderful experience i I, i've loved seeing how they've developed and how they've grown but yeah, you can see pictures of them I'm on just, Instagram. Like, I, I went yeah. radio silent just because I'm like, look at this one, look at this one. And I do see our picture podcast. That is so funny. And I am working with, uh, with mama because mama is especially fearful and needs help transitioning into a home environment and has done incredibly well, but we're doing some more work with her. And now puppies are going to be gone. It's going to be easy for her to have a little more time to, um, just to be, acclimate and, to acclimate yeah, and to, to be. Life, yeah. But, you know, anyway, this whole process of adding a dog to home. So here we have puppies that are going to be going to new homes. And here we have a an older dog that's we feel like had pretty traumatic life. She definitely doesn't like men. She definitely cowers. We she has some injuries on her. She's been beaten mm-hmm. in her in her life before we found her. So um there's definitely some things we need to overcome. But then with with all of our letters that we've received and emails that we've received from people who are asking the same question, what's the best way to acclimate right. a puppy or an adult dog an into the dog. home? Let's start with puppy then. So, you know, obviously you get all your, you're armed with all your things, toys, things like that. But what's the, you know, so bringing a puppy home or for those who are saying, okay, this year we're going to get a puppy, right? So who haven't done it yet? Yeah. Like what, what's the first thing to arm yourself with? Obviously, you know, do you, like a crate for a safe place and toys that are, you know, what, what do you, what do you give them to make them feel safe and welcome in a new home? I like to what I do for puppies I also do for adult dogs so this sort of goes across the board right but first of all I need to make sure my home is puppy proofed Mm -hmm. and dog proofed so I will get down on the floor where puppy is going to be and I will see how many wires Mm. or other hazards could be around that puppy's going to chew because to begin with puppies are like human babies everything goes into the mouth Mm -hmm. So that's the most important thing. Then I'll set up like a pen or a crate area or a room with a baby gate. Um, and I will set up puppy pads and a place to sleep and the water bowl and then food bowl. And I call it the safe zone. Mm-hmm. It's a puppy proofed area that is safe and the puppy can be by itself in that safe zone. Mm-hmm. And then if I have other animals as well in the household, 
If I'm introducing puppy, I will let them sniff maybe through the baby gate, but I won't let them interact for a couple of days. I will let everyone get used to the smell and the sight and the sound of each other, but actual interaction physically, unless it's through a baby gate, I wait for a couple of days till people have settled down and, and, uh, and dogs have settled down. And emotionally, is it also important to keep track and, and, and show attention to the existing animal if there is one so there's no jealousy? Because, you know, it oftentimes is. it's puppy, it's something new, aren't they cute? And you want to spend all your time with yes. the puppy and then dogs on the other side of the baby gate watching this going, what we have? What and do we? dogs get jealous? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it is. You know, still pay attention to your existing dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about, right, so if you're if you're... Any kind, if it's a puppy, you've got to do introductions slowly. But if it's an adult dog and you're bringing it into the home and you have other dogs, well, introduce them outside in neutral territory first. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's on the lead. If everything looks all right and you're in an off-lead area and it's safe, that there's fencing around so that your new dog doesn't run away, then maybe you can let the dogs off or bring them into the backyard to let them play. But do that initial introduction on neutral territory away from the house outside. There are more distractions for the dogs to do. There's more sniffing for the dogs to sniff. And all of that's really good kind of takes away the focus on just that new dog. And the stress it might have. Yeah. Right. Um, And then supervise interactions. And for a while, don't leave the new dog alone with, the existing dog. Mm-hmm. When you go out, make sure they're in different crates or one is behind a baby gate or so that until you know that they are really okay with they're each other. They're okay. Yeah. Um, and definitely not with puppy. A lot of people get puppies when their dogs are old. And please just remember that's like an old person having to play with a toddler all the time. Right. That just does not the gel. Energy level's not there. Even it me. It's just not, right? Sometimes a 20 year old will wear me out. Right. <laughs> just. I don't think anything will wear you out. <laughs> but yeah. So be, a, be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then make sure that if you've got your existing dog is particularly um, guardy over toys or food or beds. Maybe when the dogs are out and interacting that they interact in an area that is safe. Mm-hmm. So no toys, no food, no maybe sleeping areas that could be protected, but a safe area where they can interact and play. Okay, perfect. And now let's talk about also with puppy, um, you know, you think about it and I know that I can tend to be very anthropomorphic, but you oh, know, and that's fine. That's, you know, sometimes to anthropomorphize is fine. It's okay, good. I feel a little better. Yeah. Then. Um, but you know, like a puppy, they, you know, it's, it's, it's new. It doesn't really have the, you know, the, the processing capacity and it's taken away from its siblings and it's in its mother or both parents. It's in a strange new environment with new people. I remember when we got Barnsley, he was 10 or 11 weeks old and he would cry at night. We tried yes. to put him in a crate and he would cry and they said, don't let the dog sleep in the bed. Don't let, and finally, like after like three hours, we're like, oh, forget this. And the dog was in the bed. Barnsley was in the bed with us. Like, yep. is that okay? Or yes. Like, okay. Yes, it is. I don't know. I think it was because on its meal, the dog, I was always taking the dogs out of the bed because these dogs were biting when mm. one, you know, the, the couple or one member or whatever it was anyway. So they were, 
Um, but I really do believe sleeping is a, it, it shows a lot of trust actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, socially it's very important. So hell, if you want the puppy in the bed, make sure that you take the puppy out in the night. So you make sure that there are no accidents <laughs> yeah. or if you want to have a crate next to your bed and the, the puppy can be in the crate. So puppies next to you, yeah. sees you, smells you. You can have maybe, um, sort of a warm water bottle there that the the puppy can snuggle up to but your hand is there that can slip through the crate to say i'm here because here's the whole idea the the controlled crying right Mm -hmm. oh we'll let the puppy cry and let until the puppy will finally soothe itself to sleep like they say like children children okay well studies have now been done in children to show that this is not a good idea controlled crying can cause anxiety and Kids that have um, abandonment issues. Yes, truly. Yeah. Um, and children that they they find that children that have whose parents have done controlled crying on them tend to grow up to be less confident adults. Wow. Right. So same thing that uh, I I believe that controlled crying is not good for for puppies. If the puppy cries, you need to answer that cry and to say, Hey, I'm here. You don't need to cry. And then the more the puppy sees you're here, the more secure it's going to become and then the less it's going to need to cry. And if you don't want it in your bed, maybe you just pull up, you know, some blankets on the floor and sleep next to it for a little while. Well, that's exactly, exactly. So, um, so it knows where to sleep. Okay. Right. So then, um, all right, so going to training, obviously, not to get too in the weeds because you do have the book and there's so much of training, but the biggest thing is obviously little dogs can't hold it for a long time and they have to go to the bathroom. What is the rule of thumb? Like how often they go to the bathroom and do you pull water away at night or how how do you do that to try and prevent them from having too many accidents? Accidents are going to happen, we know. Yeah, it's about the general rule. It's about... um, an hour for every month of age. Okay. So, but, um, so to begin with, you're really going to be taking out that dog pretty much every hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. That puppy every hour. Um, or taking it to the puppy pads. If you live in an apartment and you mm-hmm. can't take the dog out and you have to, of course, be careful of disease. But if you've got a nice backyard, yes, then every hour. And then, um, and then also important is positive reinforcement can start that young, right? Yeah, praise right from the word go. Exactly. You don't have to make a big hoo-ha about it, yeah. but just, you know, praise them and tell them good. Um, and then, but look for times when excitable play or when the puppy wakes up for a nap or after puppy's eaten. These are all times that puppy is most likely to eliminate. Mm-hmm. So even if you've taken your puppy out to, to go to the toilet and the the puppy's toileted and you bring the puppy in and then 10 minutes later is having vigorous play with your other dog take it out after that's finished so puppy can go again because all of that play will mean puppy will need to go again and you know accidents will happen what how do you react to this because you know we always heard like oh rub their nose in it but that's not oh god no no. i mean it'd be like you would you rub your child's nose in it right right so no of course you're not going to why would you do it for dogs i think it's so heinous when people suggest to do that so ridiculous plus too if they don't find it right away they can't associate it they're so they can't associate i did that 10 minutes ago and what what are you doing no i mean absolutely not so you know, if the puppy eliminates and toilets and has an accident, it's your fault, not puppy's fault, right? So somewhere in the schedule mm-hmm. or – and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. We all make mistakes. Be ready for it. So if you see your puppy going, 
just go oops pick your puppy up and take your puppy outside your puppy will go and then once it goes praise if you if you scare your puppy your puppy's just going to find areas and places to go without you watching so mm. you want your puppy to be a good eliminator because if you're telling the puppy off inside and they then you see. want the puppy to toilet outside when you take it for a walk? Well, no, because it's with you and you always tell it off when it toilets. So, of right. course, it's not going to go outside either when you're around. Gotcha. That's why. Got it. And then as far as um, giving, you know, we always, you know, especially now, and if you get uh, a lot of people get dogs around the holidays, which is good, should you make sure when you're planning on getting the dog to make sure that you have time to spend with it? Don't just get a dog on Saturday and then go back to work on Monday. Yeah, I would say a good couple of weeks, right? So that's why holidays are a good time to get puppies because you are there more. But uh, so you have to do, you know, don't be with a puppy every every minute, right? Allow that puppy space. to have some time for space and being by itself. Because when you do go back to work, puppy is going to be by itself for a little while. Um, even if there's another dog. Issues. Exactly. We don't want it to have separation issues. So, um, but if you are going to have a puppy and you do work eight hours a day, then you must get somebody in mm -hmm. to walk your puppy in the day. Maybe they have to come in twice a day. Uh, or your puppy has to go to a specialized puppy daycare. But um, to leave a puppy by itself eight to ten hours a day while you go to work. Not going to work. Not going to work. Okay. And then as far as, um, you know, you talked about giving the puppy some space. You know, we want to like, oh, oh, my God, the puppy's so cute and you just want to be with it all the time and they're so great. But that can cause problems like separation, anxiety later, and also they need space and time yeah. to sleep and just to be by themselves. And puppies need a lot of sleep, right? Mm. The average dog needs around about sort of 16 hours of sleep slash rest a day, oh. okay? But I'm talking about sleep slash rest. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the day can be spent walking and playing and doing that. But puppies need a lot of sleep, more than that. So you'll find that your puppy sleeps a lot, especially when it's really little. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's okay. You don't but have you know how dog. you know how um, irritable we can get when we don't sleep. Mm -hmm. When dogs don't sleep well, they can get just as irritable. A and lot of people think, don't think about that actually. Yeah. They don't think about their dog's quality of sleep. And that's interesting because then you think it's a behavioral issue, but really they're just grumpy yes Got it. okay and then um as far as you know setting routines what are the most important routines to set for a puppy like obviously the toileting routine is very important um is feeding things like that what's what are the most important routines yeah so first of all you might success? start uh that you're going to be feeding your puppy three times a day and um and then so so depending on your schedule and your routine sit down with your family Find out who can help and do what when and then put that up on the fridge or somewhere where the family's going to see it and keep to that routine, right? So puppy's going to learn to toilet much faster. It's going to be a bit more secure when there is routine. And then after a while, when the puppy's transitioned and things are going well and the house training's going well, then you can start to vary the routine a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I always find it's better to, if you've got the whole family, sit them together and, and, and make a routine that everybody's happy with and jobs that the kids can do. And then how often should a puppy be walked? Well, there again, your puppy's developing, so muscles and bones. And so not too much vigorous exercise at all. But And you have to 
you know, where do you walk the puppy? Please don't take it to a dog park to go play because you have to be careful of disease. Mm -hmm. um, But at the same time, also don't keep your puppy in the house until it's 16 weeks old because that's socialization. If you don't expose it to lots of different experiences between that 12, you know, between 12 and 16 weeks is when that socialization window closes. Mm -hmm. So if you don't expose your puppy to great fun things before then and make it all a positive experience, after the socialization window closes, your puppy's going to be less able to adapt to different environments. Good to know. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And then let's go to now adult dogs where... Um, obviously they can hold it longer, you know, usually they've got yes. more toilet, but you, should you still put them on some kind of a, a, a definite routine? Oh, because yes. your routine might be different than the shelters yeah. or, you know, wherever you go. I would always from. ask the routine, what, what was the shelter's routine? Because if they have a routine, bring, bring your dog back and still keep up with that routine if you can for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What time did they feed the dog? What time did they walk the dog? What time is the dog woken up? Well, keep that routine so the transition into your home is not so um, so overwhelming. And then um, then you can start to vary the routine and make it your routine. But uh, the transition period is can be really tough for some dogs, and that's why you have to be sensitive mm-hmm. to it. And especially, you know, you might not have a house-trained dog. If you've got a dog from a shelter – you you might not know where that dog's come from and however long that dog's been in the shelter maybe he's been eliminating in the kennel run now it's coming into your house go back to dog training 101 like or toilet training like we do with puppies mm-hmm. go right back to basics take mm-hmm. that dog every out every hour you'll gradually soon build up a picture of when that dog needs to go and should you also give it a, an amount of time where you can sort of study your dog in some ways in that where you can see their personalities and whether these yeah. dogs love other dogs. So, so she give it some time. What should you look for with this dog to get to know them? Yeah, you know, they call the first two weeks the honeymoon period because the dog is acclimating and maybe is doesn't show its true colors. Mm-hmm. And after that, then you might begin to see behaviors you uh, you did you right. were a bit suppressed before. Um, but if you're concerned at all, you hire a, a trainer to come in and help you and make sure that it's a good positive trainer right um anybody who advocates the use of shock collars e-collars prong collars choke collars or talks about pack leadership run far away from them don't use them but um there are many other different types of trainers we have i have the vspdts which the victoria still positively dog trainers amazing trainers that um, train uh, very much like me under the positively brand as well so they're excellent and um look up some Victoria Stillwell uh, Academy graduates, they're, um, they've been through my academy, so they do things the right way. And, uh, yeah, make sure you hire a good person to help you. And um, also, should you spend a lot of time with a new dog, too, just to get them to know you and to know, you know what so I mean? The, how- yeah, it's, it's, it's about building relationship, mm-hmm. isn't it? And right from the start, building relationship is not teaching your dog to sit, stay, and come when called. Teaching, building relationship is all about um, playing. Mm-hmm. Play with your dog. Hang out with your dog. Walk your dog. 
That's it. That's what, building relationship. What if, okay, so, and, and we know that many dogs that come from shelters, probably most dogs that come from shelters, have a little bit of, um, you know, they might be skittish. We don't know where they came from. They may have been abused. They may have been homeless and they're not used to people. So if you do bring a dog in that's kind of skittish and, you know, they're not dangerous or anything like that, but they just maybe cower or they're just not that, because, you know, you're not going to bring a dog in and the dog's like, oh my God, thank you for saving my life. I am yours forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have emotions and, and feelings as well so how do you sort of get your dog to trust you and sort of bond with you if it's more of a shy skittish dog yeah i think and you can hear sorry there's my mm-hmm. dogs are barking somebody just it's very appropriate yeah it's like hello you really do have dogs yeah i really <laughs> do have dogs um you know it's time time and mm-hmm. patience and not pressurizing and not expecting too much from the dog at any one time or too quickly right just overwhelming them. overwhelming them with just too much or expecting too much of them. Uh, you know, dogs aren't going to be perfect. They're not perfect. They're like human beings. They're not perfect. They're going to they're going to have some behaviors you don't like. Um, but spending time with them, getting to know that particular dog you're with, spending good quality time and not pressurizing. So like, right? don't call around the family and say, hey, we got this new dog. Everybody come say right. hi. No. So maybe just sit and, you know, where you sit and watch TV, maybe sit on the floor and yeah, the dog's the in the dog. room exactly. and let the dog come to you or, or play. not. Yeah, play. Yeah. Right? If, but, and if the dog doesn't want to play a tug game, maybe the dog wants to play with a toy. Maybe the dog likes self-play and will just play by itself. You know, there's lots of dogs that do that, that prefer that. Oh, my that. gosh. My dog Allow the dog to do that, right? Um, I don't know if I told you this. Sort of side note, Barnsley, every night... It's like routine, and we all settle down downstairs, Cashmere, Sean, and I, and then Barnsley will dismiss himself, go upstairs, and we hear this noise, like, what is going on? And it sounds like a little WrestleMania 3 upstairs, and he's got this buffalo toy. It's like <laughs> a, bu- a stuffed buffalo, and he loves it. And he'll come down, and he's got it in his mouth. It'll just walk past the door and look at us like, hey, people. <laughs> and then he goes outside and uses the bathroom, comes back in with his buffalo, and just, you know, goes back upstairs and puts it down and goes to sleep. And so... I keep trying to catch him to see what he was doing, but every time I'd go up there, he'd stop. Like he doesn't want. It's like he's a private player. You need to get a web well, webcam. Up right. There. Well, one time I went up so quietly that he didn't see him. What I noticed was he's playing catch with himself with the buffalo. Right. But I try to play catch with him, and he won't do it. No, no. I mean, self play is great. Mm. It's great. Uh, I know a lot of dogs that will do that. I mean, my Bella does it. Gosh, mm. she's nearly. She's twelve and a half now. She loves it. She goes and gets her toy and then takes it around everywhere. Very, very proud of it, you know. That's him. Love that. So I guess you kind of look out for different personalities and let them be them. Let them do do you. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, if if you're having problems, you call the trainer. If Mm -hmm. it doesn't work out, then um, sometimes, you know, if you've tried everything, then maybe look for another option, a rehoming or something like that. But I think that... If you build a support system around you, you you should be fine. Awesome. I learned a lot. I just learned a lot here. And I've known you for 100 years. I and know. It's, it learning. is 100 years. We're very old. <laughs> We're very old now. If there's a topic that you want Vic to talk about, um, go to Positively.com slash podcast and just send us, you know, what your questions are, if you have problems, because we got a lot of those questions. And we'll pick topics that, um, you know, you let us know and we will... We will we will solve the world's problems with them, or at least dogs' problems, we hope. Yes, and then, so, and if you want to email, you email us at... Uh, what is it? At, well, just 
Go to your website. Positivity.com forward slash podcasts. Yeah. There's that. and there's That's also, our website. Yeah, but there, there's also a link to the podcast yes. and all that stuff. Just go to Positively.com. And yeah. for the record, if you do have questions, there's like on the on your on your um, on message boards yeah. too, there's so much information. Because I remember when Barnsley was doing this weird barking, and I was going to call you, and I went on the website, and there was 20 different Victoria yes, Stillwell trainers the, on there. we have the forums. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't even need to bother you. It was yeah. great, and, and we fixed it. So. Yes, and if you want to learn more about dogs, then... Come to the conference May 9th and 10th. Uh, that's yeah. in Coventry. And um, it's called the National Dog Behavior Conference. If you go to positively.com forward slash DBC, you can get more information and tickets there. And also, uh, I won't be at Crufts, but my positive, my VSPDTs will be at Crufts. We're on stand, hall two, stand 28. So go say hi. They've got a lot of advice. If you need some uh, free advice, go along and say hi to some VSA grads as well as VSPDTs. You can find out really details about the program from somebody who went through it. Yeah. yeah. And now if you want to learn more about dogs and you want to have a course where you can just learn more about your dog's confidence, we have a free course oh. that you can go to. Yeah, vsdogtrainingacademy.com. It's called um, it's called Building Your Dog's Confidence. We also have a Fundamentals of Dog Training course, and that's a 10-hour course. Um, and that's brilliant. I mean, they're mm. all brilliant, but that's a brilliant one. You don't have to be a trainer to, to go on that course. You just learn more about your dog. But if you do want to become a dog trainer or add to your existing skills, there is the dog trainer course, which is a, a an online course. And that does have sort of options that you can add extras to it, including the in-person track. But if you want to find out more information about that, go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com. Perfect. All right. Well, let's see what's next on the next podcast. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.